Okay, comedy comedy butcher podcast. Here it goes. Let's get get it going. It's it's going to go. It's going to go all the way to the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> this what what was the date of this show? This was uh June 12th. June 12th show. Yeah, it was kind of a weird one. It was the weirdest one I've been a part of. Well, it says I a lot. I think. Yeah, well, was it? Have you been I think it was okay. It just wasn't, you know, what well, started so late? Yeah, we'll get here on time. People I got are, here on time. Oh, well, I, I'm audience. saying to people who are not listening to this. I mean, we didn't get on time. Yeah, on time either. Well, sure, we we got there well before we needed. Like, we got there before eight thirty. Yeah, we just didn't get there. You know, at eight. Yes. Um. So we started super late. Started late, and uh, people kept trickling in halfway through. Yeah. So. So it was weird. But it was good. I mean, it was like a weird one because I, like, I really liked all the comics. Yeah, it was a really good lineup. But it was a tough room. Well, it sounds like you're just blaming the audience. Um, I'm right, though. You're not wrong, but yeah. it sounds like you're blaming the audience. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's the sign of a good comic is not taking responsibility. Well, I don't normally do that. I mean, it was it was like a doable room. Sure. Like you could do it. For sure. But it was tough. Yeah. Uh, who it was me hosting. I always host because Joe's afraid to host. Yeah, but we'll, we'll change. Yeah, he'll face his fears eventually, but currently he's a coward. <clears throat> uh, Thanks, man. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant the encouragement part. Joe did a spot. Yeah. Then Elsie. Uh, Elsie Howe, mm-hmm. newer comic, one of my favorite newer comics. She did the opening spot. And uh, Bobby Condon featuring. Bobby Condon, very, very funny. He did yeah. great. Yeah, he had the, best he had the standout set. Yeah. He uh, did very good. And then Sammy, Sammy Rachar, Milwaukee, yeah. Sammy Rachar, closing it out. Super funny. He's great. Um, in, enjoy the podcast. Yeah, listen to it. And then uh, listen, think about come it. Come to the show. Yeah, do that too. At 8.25. <laughs> yeah, come come before we actually want to start. But not, but <laughs> this is like a very hostile <laughs> intro. <laughs> Yeah. Assuming, it feels like as if we're just talking to the people that attended the show. Yeah. Like, next time, time, do get better. Time. Yeah. Do, don't be shitty. <laughs> well, this is going to be the last one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you for supporting the show as long as you have. Enjoy. Uh, yeah, thanks. The, here it, it goes. Here it is. Okay, so uh, thank you for being here. Again, you know there's beer at the bar for free. If you want it, thank you for coming. Uh, I'm going to bring up your host who hosts every time because I'd rather not do it. Uh, you guys, you guys okay with that? You guys excited to see the same guy again, right? Okay, well keep that enthusiasm going for your host. Start walking towards the stage, Max Friedman. knitting today great you're considering it this is like a knitting night <laughs> those who don't know one time she came here and knit and I thought about it every day for two and a half months it was a weird <laughs> is everybody else doing good give yourselves a round of applause thank you for coming out this is fun how about just this side of the room gives themselves a round of applause <laughs> that felt worse than I expected it to <laughs> How about just this side over here? Oh, this side's winning. (laughs) How about just people wearing the hats? 
You guys want to just play a game of Guess Who? We can. <laughs> You're the murderer. I don't remember what Guess Who is. I don't know how to play. I'm thinking I conflated. It. I was sort of right. Hey, how about me? I'm also the host. Clap for two reasons for me, huh? Yeah. This is good. My name's Max. It's great to be here, as always. This is good. I uh, recently just got off cigarettes. How about that? Sound good? Yeah, you too? Yeah, it was a problem. You're on them, right? You're not on them. You nodded bo no for both an answers, right? You don't smoke. Sort of. Okay, sure. Once a year. Oh, that's pretty good. That's like a cousin of not smoking at all. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I was like, for me, I was a pack a day. And it was a problem. Because like, well, I don't know, but if you know, but like pack of cigarettes right now in Chicago, it's $13. Yeah. Which means that in a week, I spent $91 on cigarettes. Yeah. I know, right? It, which means like in a year, it's completely unreasonable. My parents pay my phone bill. That's absurd, right? That doesn't make any sense. I, um, this is good. I gotta tell you guys, I'm not sure if I'm attractive or not. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, I'm like a big tall guy, but I'm Jewish, I also have like Nordic features, you know? Like, I got like thick hair, like I eat vegetables, but these eyes, like I do chemo, and it's hard, you know, it's tough. So I was real confusing, I was talking to a girl at a bar recently, at one point she's like, you're cute, you don't even look like a Jew. Whoa, <laughs> Sort of took me for a little trip there, but I was into it, right? I played ball, I was like, you're sweet, you don't even seem like a Nazi, and we fell in love, it was great. She's like, I love traditional white values. And I'm like, I love any female attention. And it was good. She's, she's like, we should get out of here. You want me to hail a cab? I'm like, I'm not sure I want you to hail anything. Maybe you should call an Uber and donate to a museum. It's like that, maybe make that a lift. Uber's a little German for your whole thing, you know? Sure. <laughs> that was, no one's ever responded to you know before. <laughs> But it was good. It felt like a good. This is good. I, uh, my buddy went on a date recently. I was like, hey, buddy, how did the date go? And he's like, oh, it was, you know, she was a really pretty girl. We had a lot in common. The only problem was when we kissed, it wasn't that magical. So I don't know if I'm into her. Uh, that is not even close to something that would prevent me from being into a girl. You know what I mean? Like, if a girl can get over my hairy shoulders and complete lack of emotions, I can do without the blessing of a wizard, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's frustrating. It's like unfair how, how attractive someone is. That can just like totally limit what happens in their life. You know? That's not fair. Like there's some people so unattractive, they'll never find love. That's awful. Then there are other people so beautiful, they'll never be amazing at piano. And that's awful. This is <laughs> how are you guys doing? Are you good? Uh, <laughs> you look like you play the bass. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you guys eat, I was, I, I gotta tell you, I almost just asked you guys if you eat food, and I caught myself, but it, I said enough of it where I was like, I need to apologize for what I did. <laughs> you guys eat fun food? You guys adventurous eaters? Answer me. Yes. <laughs> sure? <laughs> when you say sure like that, it kind of sounds like it's not answering. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Oh, cool. 
I look, <laughs> you look more mad than she did, so I wish I, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have done that. I know, I, dude, do I know how to host a show or what? Like, <laughs> my buddy doesn't like to eat fun food. It's not, no, I don't get it. He told me, he's like the pickiest eater I've ever met. He told me that he doesn't like sauce. Yeah, you know sauce, that liquid they put on most food, that one, he doesn't like sauce. What else does he not like? Salt, you know, pepper, friendship. This, this is weird, you know? Like, I asked him the other day, I was like, dude, do you even enjoy food? And he's like, yeah, I love food. As long as it's burgers or macaroni and cheese. <laughs> It's a little choosy to use the love word, right? That'd be like we run into a guy and you're like, hey, dude, do you like movies? And he's like, yeah, I love movies, as long as they're Die Hard or Chocolat. <laughs> you're giving me the most intense stare. <laughs> and now you look away. I've stared at a lot more people than you have. <laughs> they're going to win this interaction. <laughs> you're nice. I'm being not nice. Hello. Hey. Welcome. She, she, she said, no one else go there. <laughs> how, <laughs> how are you doing? So you, what is, are you from a summer camp? Uh, no, I'm from, I live upstairs. Oh, that's not at all a summer camp. Uh, well, your shirt's got a real, like, Lake Lackawanna vibe, you know? Uh, it's from the Alaska How do you race an outhouse? Huh. Sounds like what poor people do when they're cold. <laughs> this is good. Well, are you feeling good now that I kind of insulted that seemingly very nice man? Yeah? You guys ready to maybe start up the whole show? <laughs> That's great. You too, sir? Ready to get started? We got a great show for you guys. We got some of the best comics in the whole city. Does that sound good? You guys ready for your first comic of the evening? Oh my God, love this lady. She's hilarious. Keep clapping for Elsie Howe. Cool, wow. This is, this is a very intimate crowd. I feel like you guys are my next uh, 10 best friends. Uh, this is a weird space. I feel like if I stand right here, it's like the snakes are fighting over who gets to tickle me. Cool. Um, yeah, art's fun. I was an art major in college, and my last semester of painting, I only liked to paint people, but my uh, instructor wouldn't get a model, and she had a skeleton in the room, so I painted like 20 skeleton paintings, and then she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, cool, I'll tell a real joke, I'm sorry. Um, uh, my name's Elsie. Uh, my parents don't like it when I refer to myself as daddy. Uh, they think it's weird. <laughs> I'll be like, Elsie, seriously, please stop doing that. And I'll be like, mm, Daddy doesn't like when her parents don't support her. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I grew up in a weird situation. Like, my dad is 82 years old, um, which doesn't make sense because I'm 23. So if you do the math on that, he's uh, too old to be a fucking dad. Um, yeah, sometimes his blood sugar goes low and he makes it all about him. <laughs> he was born in 1935, which is silly. That's like a real year. It's just nuts. I don't know. Yeah, he had an outhouse and he didn't get to race it. 
Um, yeah, my mom's, my mom's Filipino, so I'm half Filipino, but I look like I'm lying when I say that. <laughs> I look like I'm trying to get a college scholarship when I say that. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, my mom's, my mom's Filipino. Um, I don't know, it's weird. I don't look like my mom. Like, I have a lot of, like, white people features, and I could look like my dad, but he's just so old, like, we can't tell. Um, and, like, I have to repeat things for my dad because his hearing's going bad, so I have to say things, like, louder and, like, slower. And my mom is foreign, so I have to repeat things for her, like, louder and slower. So when we're in public together, it's kind of like I'm just yelling at two strangers. <laughs> like, I'm their tour guide through life. It's like somebody picked three different people from, like, all age groups and corners of the earth, and they're like, go be a family. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't know. I can't help it. Sometimes I get frustrated with them, but it's like, yeah, my dad was born in 1935. Like, he watched television, like, be invented and become, like, phones and shit. Like, that's crazy. And, like, my mom, I don't know. I'll, like, complain about the Wi-Fi at my house, and she'll be like, oh, when I was your age, I used to go on the rice paddy and catch spiders with my brother, put him in a matchbox, watch him fight to the death. And I'm like, cool, Wi-Fi's still down, Mom. <laughs> Live a different life from one another. That's cool. I don't know. Um, I have other jokes that I'm going to tell. <laughs> have you guys ever had the thought, maybe those girls that bullied me in middle school were on to something? <laughs> like, I was, like, walking out of a trapeze class I paid for, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> maybe they saw this coming. <laughs> you guys ever been bullied by your mom? Oh, my God, really? <laughs> that sucks. Me, too. <laughs> Um, what happened to me was, in the Philippines, like, culturally, you get a nickname, and you get, like, a real name, and most people go by their nicknames, but I didn't really have a nickname when I was growing up. My mom would just call me Bakikan sometimes, and I went to the Philippines for the first time when I was 19 years old. Everyone was like, Elsie, why don't you go by your nickname? What is your nickname? I told them Bakikan, and they were like, wait, who calls you that? And I was like, oh, my mom. They were like, are, are you sure? Because that means ugly and shy. <laughs> Your mom has been calling you ugly and shy for 19 years, and you kind of just didn't question it. You thought it meant silly little girl or something? Like, you were fine with that? And I was like, yeah, that's weird. And so when I asked my mom, I was like, what? What the fuck? Uh, she was like, yeah, it's like a sarcastic nickname. Like, you're really pretty and outgoing. And I was like, that's a little too, little too late, bitch. Because um, I don't see, like, white people just coming up with, like, nonsensical nicknames for their kids. And then later being like, yeah, I was calling you fat ass the whole time because you're so skinny. Hey, new people. What's up? Why are you late? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Do I just wait for you to sit down? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, cool. Uh, talking to boys is hard. Like, men are, like, really closed up. You know what I'm saying? I could get a lot of fist bumps. Next time I get a fist bump, I'm just gonna take it and I'm gonna kiss it. I'll be like, uh, that's called a kiss bump, you manly man. <laughs> Breaking you down. Um, I don't know. I don't think boys take me seriously. I wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts. My voice kind of sounds like I'm always on the verge of crying. I don't know. <laughs> like one time I was telling this guy I had feelings for him. I was like, hey, Birch. Birch Fritz, that's his real name. If you guys want to look him up on Facebook, he's pretty hot. He knows I tell this joke about him. Hey, Birch, uh, just wanted to say, um, even though this might be ruining our friendship, I really, 
really have feelings for you. And I'll never forget what he said back to me. He was like, hey, Elsie, you're really drunk in this party bus. Uh, this girl I have my arm around is actually my girlfriend. <laughs> That's a true story. That happened. I texted him the other day about how the container store has multiple locations. So it's going good. <laughs> He's my pal. Uh, in high school, I went to a new school my senior year, and I was voted everybody's buddy by the senior class, which is kind of cool that the whole school decided to put me in the friend zone all together. It's really nice of them. Um, I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm like a nervous person. It's like why I'm not, I don't know, like smooth with dudes, I guess. <laughs> like uh, I'm the only person I know with a Spirit Airlines credit card. I started handing out applications on the plane and I was like too nervous to not fill it out. <laughs> Haven't used it yet. I also tell people my favorite Starburst is the yellow one just because I feel bad no one likes them. <laughs> I just get a ton of them. <laughs> no one ever eats those. <sighs> I got punched in the face on New Year's Eve. Guys, pretty fun. Try it out sometime. I, this girl was like fighting with her boyfriend apparently and she, like I was just like texting somebody and then just got babbed in the ear and then like watched her like flail down the street and her boyfriend came up behind me and he was like yeah no sorry she's just like really mad at me and I watched him like chase her and like try to like calm her down but she was like flailing I don't know and then these two girls saw it and they were like why don't you stick up for yourself and I was like I'm just a really passive person <laughs> I got my uber and left I also lost my watch that night and the way that I lost it was I gave it away. Um, some girl was like, hey, like your watch. I've never had a watch. And I was like, here, take it. Uh, and then she was like, uh, she was like, what's your name? You're so nice. And I was like, I'm not going to give you my name. Let's just have this memory. So that was dumb. That was cool of me. I don't know what else. Do you guys, I wrote down three really bad ideas I had recently. Do you want me to read them to you? Okay. Here we go. First one, a nightly podcast where I just list out all the things that made me nervous that day, right before I fall asleep. Would you listen to that? Would you subscribe? Okay, what if this is on Earwolf? So listen to Earwolf? I don't know what you like. <laughs> um, a daily podcast, 30 seconds of me summarizing the dreams I had the night before, kind of similar to the one before that. Like it's like dreams. You guys don't have dreams? Okay. <laughs> Okay, number three, a game show where the answers are just things that I wish I could forget about my ex-lovers, and points are awarded by how well I pretend it's hard information to recall. You guys watch that? Okay. And the last one is an Excel spreadsheet of all the men I've had feelings for with approximate heights, weights, and qualitative rankings, just so we can like maybe see if there's some kind of trend. You guys like look at that? You guys like data? Data's pretty fun. I don't know. Got a promotion. Got a promotion at work, guys. Which is cool. Yeah, I'm going to have benefits and a salary. If your masculinity is not too fragile, I'll be your sugar mama. Um, it's cool. The same day that I got that promotion, I got this tattoo of a rocket ship. So it's like the universe was like, keep making shitty decisions. We got your back. Cool. I think I'm going to go, guys. <laughs> okay. Wow, look at all the people that showed up. How are you? You're good. You look small, but also stronger than me. It's good. It's nice to be here. We're all filled in. Guys, have a seat. Wherever you like. 
take the bench. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta tell you guys, the next guy coming to the stage, he helps run the show with me. And he is, uh, he's scared in most social interactions. Uh, he told me that he's addicted to watching other people play video games on YouTube. Uh, and that there's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> he just told me this, that there's a trend of people that just go on YouTube to watch videos of other people eating. And I'm like, do you do that? And he's like, no, I'm afraid I'll like it. <laughs> so I want you guys to give him a warm round of applause. This is the only time he even feels remotely good. Keep clapping for Joe Nobleman. Guys, uh, clap for Max saying a bunch of embarrassing things about me, right, huh? That was so awkward of him to do that. Thank you uh, for, for being here again. Uh, did you guys, did you guys all get food before this? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't offering you. I was just making sure you guys were doing okay. All right. You guys, uh, is everyone in here uh, as into uh, the joy of painting with Bob Ross as I am? Yeah. yeah. I think easily the best show about painting to get over Vietnam that has ever existed, right? You know how you paint a happy little tree? Just make sure there's no Charlie behind it. Do you know what I'm saying? You guys, you guys don't saw why he painted that stuff, right? Because he killed a lot of people in the war. You guys know that? It's actually a question. You guys are aware that that's what Bob Ross did? No one? You're not okay, you're not okay with me saying Bob Ross killed people? Is that, you didn't know that? Oh, well, he was age appropriate. At least that's, okay. All right. Uh, I watch, I've been watching a shitload of things lately. Um, which is new for me. Usually when everyone asks me what am I watching these days, my answer is always uh, my dreams slowly dying. You guys ever feel that way? Uh, but I keep watching new things because I'm kind of looking for a reason to live. You know, do, do you guys, do you know what, like I keep looking for something to live vicariously through, right? Like my girlfriend and I, uh, we're, we're talking about like we could, we could have kids, which that might work. I mean, it's kind of hack, right? Like. There are a lot of people already love their kids because they hate themselves, you know, like it's been done. Like I could probably do it, but it's not original anymore. Do you understand? So I think it's really interesting that there are so many different things that we can live vicariously. I didn't understand that before. Like I just turned 34 a couple weeks ago and I'm getting why people live through things. It's because you realize that you're not going to be what you thought you were going to be. So you've got to find something else to get you through the day. Right? Like, I used to think it was super sad that there are grown human beings who are really into comic books and superheroes. Right? Because it, that's entertainment objectively for children. Like how, can you, like, how can you do that? But now I totally understand, oh, they're just reconnecting with something that, that meant something to them back when they were still young enough to believe in themselves. Right? They know they have no future, so they're going to cling to the past. Right? That makes total sense to me. Right? And you can tell a lot about people based on what they're watching. Right? Like, if someone's really into Game of Thrones, you know they're really into like magic and dragons and tits and all that stuff, right? And if someone's really into wrestling, you know they have roommates, right? You could tell everything you need to know about someone based on what they watch, right? But it's fascinating to me that there are, you can live for something, like there are people who just live for Star Wars now, right? I mean, they do other shit too, but that's why they're alive, right? Like when they die, there's gonna be a lightsaber at their wedding, that's who they are. Right? I said when they die, there's going to be light. That was, that was a point, right? That wasn't, that wasn't written that way, but it came out appropriately. Do you understand? But I'm saying that that is historically a unique thing, right? Like our ancestors could not live through Star Wars, not just because it didn't exist, but because there was nothing like that that existed. You can live for something that somebody wrote that's insane, 
Like, can you imagine your ancestors doing that? Like, when their dreams fell apart? Like, imagine your great, 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 great-grandparents, right? When they realized their dreams of becoming a writer were never going to come true. Partially because they've never learned how to read, and, <laughs> and partially because they're 32 and they're almost dead, right? Like, when they realize their dreams aren't going to come true, what are they going to do? I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to get really into fire for a while. I think I'm going to do that. Fire and crops, those are my two favorite things to watch all the time. I'm in until the series finale, right? Because they had no other, that, that's, no, that's all that they had. I feel like you guys aren't on board with what I'm saying right now. Are you guys on board with what I'm saying right now? Okay. No? A little bit? Okay. This, is, this just got weird. Well, it was weird the whole time, uh, but, that I, that, but then I broke character, so it made it weirder. Do you understand? I'm thinking about just becoming like a fan of something and just like be a professional one of those, like maybe like a professional Cubs fan, like there are people who do that. Like I can't, like I can't afford to go to all the games, but I can definitely afford to pirate all the streams, right? I can do that every day. Uh, I'm thinking about becoming like a big fan of America. Do you guys ever think about doing that? That's just, I mean, patriotism, that's just sports that anyone can enjoy, right? You don't have to live in the right city. You're just the whole thing. Like that's, is that not, like you can, you can feel like you set a sense of accomplishment when they do something, even though you had nothing to do with it. Right, you can trust next year is going to be the year that everything works out. Right, that's what, that's what the country is. Right, like like the national anthem. That's just America's version of Go Cubs Go. Right, that's just all that that is. I don't know. There's so many. My dad. Do you ever hear this complaint where people are like, "There's too many things to watch"? Like that's absurd to me. Like yeah, there absolutely are too many things to watch, if you never got good at anything. Right, like my dad is upset that he never has time to watch Breaking Bad, but he wouldn't feel that way if his dreams ever materialized of becoming a painter or loving his kids. Like, he ever did either of those things, he wouldn't give a shit that he didn't have time to watch anything. You guys, you guys, okay, you guys, are, you guys all are on board. You guys understand anything that I'm saying right now. I don't need to ask you if you understand what I'm saying right now. I'm just trying to find more time to fill. Do you guys, okay, do you guys understand what I'm saying right now? Okay. So I just turned, I did just turn 34, and I never, um, my birthday always sucks. Like I always, does anyone else hate their birthday in here? Yeah. So two people? <laughs> One of them's another comic? Okay. I understand. So you guys are all normal? Is that, you guys all like, you guys all like the, the reminder that you're alone and you're gonna die one day? You guys all like that? Okay. What? What? Well, is that good for you or is that bad for you? Well, I think everyone's just there for the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> I gotcha. But I never, um, I've never told Facebook my birthday before uh, because I'm as scared of technology as it looks like I am, right? And like, I don't want the internet knowing anything about me that they don't absolutely have to know about me, right? And so I don't want to give big data more information to market to me and all that sorts of shit. But every year on my birthday, no one would remember my birthday, right? None of my friends would remember, only my girlfriend and my parents, that was it. Which makes sense, like, I don't remember anybody's birthday, right? You don't, that's what Facebook is for now, right? Like, you don't know anybody's birthday unless, like, they, you actually care about them or they came out of you, which aren't necessarily the same thing, right? So no one would remember my birthday, and it would make me really sad every year. And so I said, two years ago, I just said, fuck it, I'm just gonna put my birthday on Facebook, it's not that big of a deal, they already know everything about me anyway, I'll do this, right? So, I, so the day after my birthday, I put it in Facebook, I'm like, all right, 364 days, totally gonna be worth it. So my birthday comes last year, nobody remembers my birthday. Nobody says a thing, nobody writes on my wall, I get no messages, nothing. It was one of the worst birthdays I ever had, 
because I told Facebook a secret and it didn't even pay off in the end. Do you understand? And it turns out, I, re I don't know if you know this, uh, you have to make that information public on Facebook. So I only told Facebook, the one entity I did not want to know how old I was, exactly how old I was. And nobody else had any idea. It was one of the, wor it was one of the best worst days I had, because like, oh, I bet more people would have written on my wall if they knew, right? So then this year, a bunch, well, not a bunch, like a disappointingly few number of people wrote on my wall. Like, right, like you want it to be like, oh, like 500 people, like every single, it was like 28. Like it was, it, it could have been better. Like for a first year, it wasn't that bad. But generally speaking, you would think I'd be doing better in life to have, you guys know what I'm talking about? 28 is like an embarrassing low number, right? Like that's, that's really low. You're, you're saying no, he's saying yes. So what if, one of you is happier than the other one? Is that what? I, I don't, well, that just because you both, I'm sure you both have an equal number of pretend friends. Just some of them can care more about you to write on your wall than they do you. Is that, you're agreeing that his fake, you don't have it on there? But people know what your birthday is? Wait, so you didn't post it on Facebook. People know what your birthday is anyways? What the fuck does it say about me? It feels like you're just taking extra time to shit on me. <laughs> that people knew my birthday, don't people like you enough to know your? No, no one likes me enough to know my birthday. You have to tell them. Well, okay, okay, but that involves like being around people, uh, and that's problematic. You guys don't have problems with being around other human beings a lot. You, you're totally fine with social interaction. Then why are you on Facebook? Isn't Facebook for everyone? I mean, I know this is a faulty premise. Obviously, Facebook's for everyone, but it's intended for people like me who can't do anything else. Like, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? Like, isn't that why Tinder exists? So people that don't have to interact with human beings anymore? Am I wrong? Am I, I am wrong? I'm, I'm open to being wrong. I just wanted to know if I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Okay. Well, I was trying to find a graceful way to end the set. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, are you guys? Happy birthday. Oh, don't, oh, don't. <laughs> All right, that's as good as it's gonna get. Thank you guys. happy birthday but what you meant is like get off the stage <laughs> a couple birthdays ago I actually spent the whole day with Joe you believe that and at the end of it I was like I probably should have thrown a party you know that was a weird day we ate pizza then talked about our feelings the whole day hey are you guys ready for another comic oh my god that's great so this guy, I love him. He makes me laugh. I, I, honestly, he makes me laugh probably as much as anyone I've ever seen in Chicago. I want you guys, you guys are gonna love him. Start clapping right now for Mr. Bobby Condon. Good evening. Sorry for that pomp and circumstance. Can you take off your hat real quick? Yours too? So I'm the only bald person in the room. Is that, is that it? I'm the only bald guy in the room? Not even any of the radio people back there are bald. Not even the old fucking crusty radio people are bald. Just me! 
The only one. There's 30 people in here. Fuck. Don't say that makes it worse for me, okay? Please, don't. Fucking sucks, you know? My dad was bald. Fucking jag-off old bald guy, you know? I'm an only child. He's my only dad. Look at him. Daddy's bald. I'll go bald. Everyone goes bald, right? Nope, not any, almost no one. It's quite a minority. I think it's like 13%. Yeah, might as well laugh, right? Laugh at me. I look silly. My hair looks silly. I used to be attractive. Not anymore. I look silly. It's funny. And anyone can laugh at bald people because it's the only disease that merits no sympathy from anyone whatsoever. Nobody gives a fucking shit. When I was going bald, don't worry, I'm not going bald anymore. I'm in remission now. But when I was going bald, nobody felt bad at all. Nobody said they were sorry. Nobody felt any sympathy for me. All they said was, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Get over it. Get over it, they said. The hair's falling out of my fucking head. Imagine if you woke up 40% uglier one day, wore on drugs, and some asshole told you to get over it. Nobody said that to me if I went blind or got severely burned, you know? I'm not saying I deserve as much sympathy as a burn victim, but a blind person, fuck yes, okay? I wanna be on the goddamn sympathy spectrum. It should be like, um, you know, like, Quadruple amputee, that's the worst. Little nugget, terrible. And then, third degree burns over all your body. Bald guy, blind guy with hair down here, right? A blind guy with no hair would be like, by like a, maybe a double amputee, whatever. Treat me like a blind man, that's the moral of the story, okay? Next time you see a bald person, tell him you're sorry. Ask to hear his story. Hold his hand, walk him across the street. Jesus Christ, it's rough. What do you think of this painting, by the way? <laughs> Looks like a very dark, the very hungry caterpillar. Remember Very Hungry Caterpillar? This is like the dark sequel. If it was... ISIS, right? <laughs> this terrorist organization. Familiar with these guys? Crumb bums? They're up to no good. They're not. They're criminals. Every last one of them. Maybe not all of them. But Americans do have a very naive kind of childish viewpoint about ISIS. We can admit that, well, this is a hipster crowd, right? We all, we're not idiots like, the, like our fucking parents, right? Okay, you ask someone about ISIS, ask one of our parents about why do people join ISIS and what do they say? They hate freedom, they hate democracy, they hate America, right? It's fucking bullshit, that's, that's absurd, right? Someone's gonna leave their home country, some 21-year-old kid with their whole life in front of them, is gonna leave their whole country, their home country to go join a war in Iraq or Afghanistan or Syria or the Philippines now or wherever because they hate the abstract notion of democracy. That's fucking absurd, right? You know that. We all know that. We know why people join ISIS. We've watched the videos. They got amazing uniforms, right? They all look like ninjas. Ninjas, goddammit. That's an amazing costume. I was a ninja for nine years in a row for Halloween. Nine years in a row. I was afraid of the Draculas. Once I wasn't afraid of Draculas, then I was a Dracula. Before that, always ninja. Okay? The worst guys have the best uniforms. It's a tale as old as time. It's been proven time and time again, right? Darth Vader, Imperial Stormtroopers, we know it. Those are just fictional. What are the three best uniforms of all time? What are they? You can say them with me. Number one, SS Nazis, right? That's the best uniform of all time. I hate to say it, but it's a cool fucking uniform. 
All black, severe red stripe, death head skulls, fucking badass. Number two, Oakland Raiders. Number three, regular Nazis. I didn't make the fucking uniforms, they're just the best uniforms. That's why the people join. Use your brain. Got great uniforms, and they are bad guys. I don't know why everyone thinks sex is so great. You notice this? Everyone out there talking about how great sex is. I mean, I love to watch sex on television or my computer, right? That's wonderful, but the real thing, not for me. You know, it's just very high-strung guy, you know? It's not fun for me, it's not fun. The whole time, I'm just like, don't come, don't come, don't come, don't come, sorry. I came, you know? My partner is upset at me. It's like, I didn't want to come either. Yeah, I wanted to come even less than you wanted me to come. And I feel like a fucking idiot. You're just not satisfied. I didn't, it didn't feel good to come. You know when you come early, it does not feel good. Feels like shit, and then you feel like shit, and then they think you're a piece of shit. I'm 33 years old now, and all the women my age are hitting their sexual prime right now. It's wonderful for them, great for them. Fucking sucks for me. I hit mine many, many years ago, many years ago. But let me tell you, preschool was the shit, baby, okay? <laughs> Preschool's the shit. You're six years old, you're all in, right? You have no concept of religion. No cum comes out of your dick, right? There's no concept of guilt for masturbation, right? It's like an animalistic, lewd, crude sex all day long. I was jerking off and eating grapes all day, like it was Caligula and Voltron, Voltron sweatpants. I wish I didn't stumble over the words. If I wasn't jerking off, I was teaching another kid how. That's how it was for me, you know? I was jerking off or teaching someone else how. Sit on the beanbag, have them gather around, you know? Show me what you got, Edward. You're doing it all wrong! Watch me again. And on and on and on. That was my life, six years old. It was fucking beautiful. Then I started going to church and everything was fucked up. Surprised the Vietnamese don't talk more shit. You know? The Vietnamese, you familiar with this ethnic group? Surprised they don't talk more shit. I really am. They're the only people that have beat America in a modern war. The only people that have legitimately beat America in a modern war. And they never talk shit. It's very noble about them. I, re I respect that quite a bit. If I was Vietnamese, I'd be fucking insufferable, man. I'd walk right off the plane like, what? What? Remember when you came into my house? Remember I told you get the fuck out of my house? Now I'm in your house, motherfucker! What? What? Oh, your uncle died face down on a rice paddy outside the Nang, huh? Boo fucking who? What was your uncle doing at my uncle's rice paddy? Outside the Nang! Your uncle brought a machine out to my uncle's rice paddy. My uncle didn't fuck around with rice? Maybe that's why your uncle got lit the fuck up! What are you gonna say about me? What? What, that, that we eat dogs? That Vietnamese people eat dogs? Guess what? We don't! Or maybe we do, I don't know. Fuck you! What do you eat, a hot dog? Let me try it. Someone's got a hot dog. Looks like a dick, tastes like shit. Put two, I spit in their face. What can I do to please you? Why would you sit so close and not smile at all? Why are you ruining my night? Drove all the way out here. This one's for you, okay? Alois Shukugruber, you ever hear that name? No? God damn it. No, I'm just kidding. 
So Alois Schickelgruber, this is a true story, okay? Alois Schickelgruber is Adolf Hitler's dad, all right? That's his given name. And at some point, he changed his name from Schickelgruber to Hitler. Nobody knows how, when, or why, okay? He, like, knew someone in, like, a, the records department or whatever and changed his name from Schickelgruber to Hitler. I got to tell you, I think that's probably the most significant name change probably of all time, right? Because think about it. Well, what's another one? I, Ron Artest changed his name to Metal World Peace, right? That would probably be number two. This guy changed his name to Metal World War II. Imagine how much history has been changed by that one name change. Because you've all seen the Nazi movies, right? Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler. It's alliterative. It rolls off the tongue. It makes sense. What if the guy's name was Adolf Schickelgruber? Do you imagine those Nazi rallies? Think about the first Nazi rally then. It'd be like, Heil Schickelgruber. What are we doing to the Jews? What the fuck are we doing to the Jews? For Chikokwoba? For Chikokwoba? It's a little joke. Something to think about. I saw a um, headline the other day, it said, uh, Mark David Chapman speaks out for the first time in 30 years. Mark David Chapman, you know who that is? This guy who killed John Lennon, of, of Beatles fame, right? That guy, he spoke out for the first time in 30 years, he gave an interview for the first time in 30 years. I was really fascinated by that. I'm like, wow, he hasn't said shit after killing John Lennon for 30 years. I wonder what he would say. And I was very interested. I know what I would say if I was Mark David Chapman. I'd be like, let me out of here. I hate jail. Sorry about John Lennon. It's the end of that joke. Yeah, you hear double fantasy? It sucked. Okay. <sighs> All right. So reading an article in the paper about assisted suicide, okay, which is illegal in America right now, but it's legal in Canada. It was a big, long profile in New York Times about this nurse that has administered assisted suicide to a number of people in this one community, right? And um, they profiled the people. I want to read the exact quote here. So they profiled some of the, you know, different people that she had done it for. And, you know, it was pretty kind of common, you know, like um, one person had like a living Irish wake and they, you know, she did it right after that. Another person had all of his, you know, immediate family members at the uh, breakfast nook in his house, and they were all kind of like touching him as they, as um, you know, he took his final breath. And it was all, it was, it was really nice. But there was this one that was a little unique, and this guy did it alone. He did not want his family there, okay? And this, I'm gonna quote from the New York Times right here, okay? He did it alone with the nurse, and he was dressed up in his amateur clown costume, complete with wig and red nose, and died telling the nurse jokes, end quote. Okay? Yeah, right? I just got one question. Did they have to specify that it was an amateur clown costume? You know? Did they really have to specify that? The guy's trying to die with dignity, and he's doing it alone, dressed as a fucking clown. Did he need a diploma? Did they have to mention it? Was there the editor of the New York Times being like, clown costume, clown costume? Did you check his credentials? Did he get his diploma? You didn't ask! You didn't ask! 
All right, there's one thing I want to get off my chest, so I'll leave you alone forever, okay? This is it. This is one thing, okay? I'm sick of people talking about this song, American Pie by Don McLean. Have you noticed this? You've been out on the streets. Everyone's talking about this tune, right? American Pie by Don McLean. They won't shut up yapping about it, right? You all know the song, right? Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. You know that song, right? Do you all know that song? Do you know what it's about? It's about the day the music died, right? Do you know? Plane crash. Who died in the plane crash? Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, right? Those three people died in a plane crash, and that's the day the music died. All the best music, according to Don McLean, died on that day. Buddy Holly, the fucking Big Bopper, and Richie Valens. Could you name five songs by all three of them put together? Could you do it? Could you do it? No, you could not. And if you could, you'd be a fucking nerd, right? The most famous person in that plane crash is Buddy Holly, as we know, right? And the most famous thing about Buddy Holly, a song written 40 years later about how silly it would be to look like him. Is it not? Right? The song about their death by Don McLean is better than any song any of them ever wrote. And it's his one good song. Don McLean has one good song. And for my money, a song written about Don McLean, Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack, that's better than anything Don McLean ever wrote. And that's Roberta Flack's one good song. And also, the rap cover version of Roberta Flack's Kill Me Softly, Kill Me Softly by the Fugees, better than anything Roberta Flack ever wrote. And that's the Fugees' one good song. And then Lauryn Hill left the Fugees, made her own album, Miss Education of Lauryn Hill, every song of which is better than anything any of those motherfuckers ever wrote. And she has one good album. So the music did not die that day. It has legitimately gotten exponentially better with every passing day. The song's bullshit, and that's what I want to leave you with. Thank you very much. Enjoy as much as I did a man yell in front of a picture of a cartoon snake. I thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I would pay $50 to hear Bobby narrate a Dr. Seuss book, right? <laughs> that would do it for me. Hey, we got one more comic. Good? You guys feel good for one more comic? Love this guy. Always enjoyed him. He's one of my favorites. He performs all around the city. He's originally from Milwaukee. Now lives in Chicago. He's crushing everywhere. Sark Levin for Sammy Arranger. Okay, how's everyone doing today? Good? Great. Thank you guys so much for coming out to see me specifically. So that's good. You know? so, uh, make some noise for everyone you've seen so far tonight, huh? It's a good show. It's great to be here. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Sammy. And I have a toe fetish. It's, um, it's always so exciting for me to see someone get their car taken away. <laughs> All right, thank you. It's the first joke, so. You know, it's welcome to the joke. <laughs> Um, I was in a public restroom recently and there was a long row of urinals in it and one of the urinals had a sign on it that said out of order and I thought to myself if that sign wasn't there and I used it I don't think I would have been able to tell the difference. You know? <laughs> 
like in like in what order were they in originally? <laughs> it's kind of a lighthearted joke. That's the amount of response I expected. I should probably open stronger. It's not your fault at all, it's my fault for choosing a very vanilla joke to open with. But it's okay, we're all learning. I'm nervous, this is my first time hosting Saturday Night Live, so. I don't know. I saw this documentary today about uh, Benedict Arnold. And afterwards, I was like, that's pretty fascinating. Uh, but I thought to myself, Benedict, more like he still is a dick. What a traitor, you know? <laughs> it's not very nice of him to do that. You know? Okay, half of you didn't laugh at it. And it's not because I don't think the joke is funny. I think maybe you just don't know who Benedict Arnold is. And that's okay. And I don't want to leave anyone left out. So I'm going to tell the same joke, but with a different person. Someone that everybody knows. You know. um, so here I go. I was, uh, was watching baseball on ESPN Classic. And one of the players on one of the teams, his name was Babe Ruth. And after the game, I was like, that was a great game. But I thought to myself, Babe Ruth, more like unfuckable Ruth, this guy is ugly as hell. <laughs> I don't want to sleep with this guy. <laughs> Who's calling him Babe, you know? We're going to be giving away this piece at the end of the show. Uh, so, we have a U-Haul outside waiting for this piece to be put into it, and then you just gotta buy a raffle ticket from me. Or you could Venmo me if you want. Um, okay. I hope everybody had a good St. Patrick's Day. Hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Uh, I haven't done a show since St. Patrick's Day, so I haven't been able to tell this joke, you know. But I had a weird one. I had a homeless person come up to me on St. Patrick's Day and they were like, hey, look, listen, I'm homeless and I've been homeless for a while. Can you help me out and get me back on my feet? And it was weird because they were wearing all green and had like the gear on, like the beads and funny glasses and stuff. And at that point I wasn't sure if they weren't aware of what they had on or if they had just been homeless for exactly a year. <laughs> and I was doing the math in my head and it's like, I'm pretty sure they're lying, but I gave them money and I feel like I should enough, you know? Like I fell for it. Like, you know, the saying, fool me once, how dare you? Fool me twice. It's like, how, how double dog dare you? <laughs> so on and so forth, so. I'm a big fan of going to the grocery store. I like going there a lot. 
Sometimes I go and I don't buy anything. I just look at the eggplants. <laughs> They're very exciting just to look at. I'll look at them and be like, it looks like the emoji on my phone. <laughs> and then when I look at my phone, it's like it looks like the eggplant at the store. <laughs> and then I go, you know, walk around and then I go in the sports drink aisle and I buy a blue Gatorade because it just looks like the water they drink in cartoons, you know? Everything's a cartoon. They got star fruit there, it's nuts, you know? They also have a lot of root beer at every store. There's always like too much root beer. There's always three different kinds of root beer no matter where you go. And I think it's pretty frustrating, you know? I mean, I guess I don't know why I think it's frustrating. But the last time I went, they had dad's root beer, and they also had something called not your father's root beer. <laughs> and I just think a better name for that could have just been mom's root beer. <laughs> like the commercial's right there, you know? Like that's a tagline for mom's root beer. That's what it could have been, at least not your father's root beer. It's like someone's drinking a root beer and their friend comes along, it's like, what are you drinking? And uh, the guy's like, I'm having, so I'm drinking a mom's. <laughs> and the, his friend is like, a mom's? You know, and it's just, it's like, yeah. It's, it's not your father's root beer. <laughs> That's a commercial I would watch, you know. <laughs> At the store they have regular rice, and then next to it they have rice pilaf. Yeah, but it was like more expensive than the regular rice. And I was like, they should call it rice ripoff. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I like going to the grocery store and then renaming everything. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I do this thing sometimes where I get a hard hat and I put it on and then I just go to the Cheesecake Factory. And I go up to the host stand and I'm like this, you know, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> You got people eating, and there's people wearing open-toed shoes. There isn't any form of assembly line whatsoever. And it's frustrating, because I'm looking for a job right now. This is the second time this has happened to me today. I was just at Burlington Coat Factory. Same thing, you know. I'm in a relationship right now, which is pretty cool. I'm very happy. It's a lot different than my last relationship. My last relationship, I was with someone for two years, and we were arguing for most of it, and we broke up and got back together twice. And if I had to summarize that last relationship, I would say that it was a lot like Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny, you know? Because she really enjoyed carrots. And I used to always wear all brown. And we just never got along either, so, you know. I don't know. 
I cheated on my last girlfriend. And that wasn't a good decision. That was, that was dumb of me to do, you know. And uh, she was a cheerleader for a basketball team. So when she found out I cheated on her, she threw all my clothes in the lawn with a t-shirt cannon. Let me try it again. When she found out I cheated on her, she picked one lucky guy to throw my clothes in the lawn from half court. Okay, let me try it again. She found out I cheated on her because she saw me on the kiss cam. Okay, that's fine. Do you guys not get it or do you not like it? Do you guys not get the joke or do you not like the joke? <laughs> yeah, I guess I should start off differently. I mean, like, that's the best way to set up that joke, I think. I didn't really cheat on my last girlfriend, though. And she also wasn't a cheerleader. This is all made up. <laughs> Everything I've said so far has been a joke. I haven't been to a cheesecake factory before. You know. I've been to a grocery store, but I'm not... I guess I don't go there just for eggplants. Man, I don't know what's going on now. It's like, hey, this guy's lying to us. Um, let's see what's happening. Oh, I bought, a, I bought a fidget spinner recently. That was pretty cool. And I've gotten real good at it. Pretty cool, huh? I got it at five below which was like across the street from a bus stop and I was waiting for the bus and it was gonna come in like 15 minutes and I was like, I'm gonna run over to Five Below. And I knew that I just wanted to go get a fidget spinner. And it kind of felt like when I was buying condoms for the first time, I was like, I gotta buy other stuff. <laughs> so I bought pita chips and like a snack bar. And then I bought this. I don't know. I'm gonna do an impression for you guys. This is my impression of a bad day in the year 2017. Yeah, I, it's just lately my mom's been going in and out of the hospital a bunch, and it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Okay, now this is my impression of a good day uh, in the year 2017. All right, I got a medium latte for Joe Dirt. That's a pretty good day for me. I thought you guys would laugh at Joe Dirt. <laughs> this is my first time doing stand-up comedy, and um, it's cool that they gave me the most time on the show. You know, I. Uh... Let's see here. I feel like we should stop calling pasta noodles. You know, pasta's a pretty good name. I could imagine if pasta could talk, they're like, hey, you know, you know, don't call me that. <laughs> I didn't come all the way from Italy to your house to be disrespected as such, you know. My name is Rigatoni. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Oh. You guys know what rat poison is? I'm sure we're all familiar with that stuff, rat poison. 
They got this stuff called rat poison, and what it does is if you feed it to a rat, the rat dies. And I was like, okay, that's pretty straightforward. But if I were to take it, then I would also die. And I feel like at that point they should call it just poison. Like you shouldn't label it that way if it's gonna kill everybody that touches it. Like the only way that kind of labeling would work is if you started calling chocolate bars dog poison. I could eat dog poison all day. I've done it before. I'm a big fan of food. I love this stuff, you know. Can't get enough of it. However, I'm not a big fan of fast food, you know, more specifically uh, Burger King. Because uh, their slogan is, have it your way. And I disagree. It should be, have it his way. God is great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like Burger King, but I just don't like the name Burger King. I just feel like it's a very big name, you know? Like when they came up with it, it was just a bunch of people trying to figure out what they should call the restaurant. And someone stood up and was like, I got the best name. Let's look at the facts. Let's change the game a little bit. We got a flame broiled burger. We're home of the Whopper. And I think it's pretty fair to say we got the best burgers in the fast food market. And if we were in any sort of ranking, we'd be on top sitting on our throne, because that's who we are, the Burger King. And everyone else is like, that's a pretty good name, let's do that. But then you got people at McDonald's down the street and they're like, oh, I didn't even know we could do that. <laughs> Had I known we could have named it something like that, I would have, this is my last name. <laughs> There's no way of telling people we're good at this if it's just my last name. And that's when they started deciding to let people know how many people they've served. It's a true fact. But then you got Burger King and they're all like, we make these long fucking sandwiches. We're so good at making regular burgers, we had to challenge ourselves and we had to make a different sandwich. We gotta make a chicken sandwich that looks like an eclair. <laughs> and we're gonna call it the original chicken sandwich because no one else is doing it like we're doing it. And guess what, we're still on top. But then you got Wendy's and they're like, I guess, I don't know. This was never a competition for me. This is my daughter's name. I started this restaurant to put her through college and then we kind of just took off at that point. And then I just made a bunch more. But I don't know why Burger King thinks they're the only ones making weird shaped sandwiches. That's number one on the menu is a square burger and we make them square. So that way if you, you know, if you drop it, it doesn't roll away. <laughs> but then Burger King's like, sometimes onion rings gets in the fries, but like, who cares? <laughs> and that's my whole diatribe on Burger King. Um, all right, this is fun. Do we have any questions before I continue at all? There's no questions at all?
Okay. Um, I'm going to do a few impressions for you guys. These are impressions that I'm working on right now. Uh, this first one, this one's of a guy who wants coffee, but it's like 7 o'clock at night. It's too late, I got work in the morning. <laughs> okay, so now this next impression. Um, <laughs> this is a new one I'm working on. This one is, uh, this is the open-minded basketball player. Okay. If you hated my first basketball joke, you're gonna love this one. Uh, this is the open-minded basketball player. He doesn't laugh in it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm open. Dude, I'm open. Hey, I'm open for, you know, whatever, so. <sighs> All right. Um, how much time do I have left to live? Oh, six minutes. All right. Um, that's why I tell my doctor every time. How much time do I have left? It's not a very fun joke. It's not a very good joke, actually. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I hope this isn't, that wasn't the joke that made, that just spoiled your night. <laughs> like, when you leave, it's like, it was a great show, but that last comic made a joke about how much time he had to live, and it didn't bum me out. It just wasn't a good joke. <laughs> it's a terrible way to end the show, you know? When's this Uber getting here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, next impression. This one, this is the guy who still says for shizzle. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hello, forward dental. Hey, Peter, how's it going? Good, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I had a good weekend, too. Yeah, it's good to hear. Uh, okay, uh, you want to schedule an appointment? All right, let me grab the book. Um, just a cleaning? Uh, okay, well, what works best for you, mornings or afternoons? Mornings. Um, okay, uh, the earliest I could do would be the 20th and nine o'clock. Does that work? It's a Tuesday. Okay, all right. I'll put you down for a cleaning uh, on the 20th at 9 o'clock. All righty, sounds good. I'll see you then. All right, for shizzle. Bye. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Sometimes it makes me laugh just because people react to it that way. <laughs> it's like literally the dumbest joke I've ever written. And it's cool that people enjoy it, so that's great. I'm gonna be selling that joke after the show. So you could pay me five bucks and then you could tell it to your friends and act like you were the one that came up with the joke. I'm still gonna tell it myself. But you could also use it. You'll have the rights to the joke as well. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna do uh, another impression and then I'm gonna get out of here. I think you guys have been a lot of fun. Uh, make some noise for yourselves and for the Comedy Butcher people for putting this all together and the space. 
everybody. This is great. Uh, this is uh, my impression of the guy that just joined the Bloods. Uh, so it's like a gang. Okay. Um, so I talked to the guys and I guess just what the problem is here is that it's just you, like this is like our area or uh, like our turf or whatever. And it's just, you, you just can't be wearing all that blue around here, I guess. And um, so they wanted me to let you know that this is your first and final warning. And the next time you come around and dress like that, there's gonna be some problems. Or I don't know, I mean, I don't know what they were gonna do. I just got here, so. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I, if, you, if you're gonna be in the neighborhood, maybe just like bring a change of clothes or something. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Or, okay, I just, they want me to do the thing. Um, all right. How are you doing that? Let me see how you're, okay. With your thumb? Okay. Okay, I think this is it. And um, so that's just who we are, I guess. Number one, go Bloods. Uh, guys, I've been Sammy Rachel. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank for Sammy Rachel. That was our show. That was fun. Get up yourselves. You guys are great. One more time. We do this show every month. The same time, every month, this weird place. Different art every time. One time there was a pile of leaves with a chainsaw hanging over a string on it. Who knows what they'll have next time. One time there was tiny houses you weren't allowed to go inside of. It's new every month. We'd love to see you back. We've seen many of you back. If it's your first time here, come back. Also, if you haven't already donated, no pressure, but if you'd like to, the lovely Joe Noodleman will be taking donations. It all goes to the comics. Um, we would love to pay them as much as possible, and let's uh, let's just hear one more time for Elsie uh, Howe, Noodleman, Bobby Gondon, and Sammy Rachar. I'm Max Friedman. That's the show. Thank you.